0: This is the Positive Psychology Podcast, episode number seven. Welcome to the Positive Psychology Podcast, bringing your earbuds the science of the good life. And now your host. Kristen Trumpy. Hey, hey, welcome everyone to episode number seven of the positive psychology podcast. I'm happy that you're with me today. In the last episode, Ryan Nemec briefly touched upon how we can develop our strengths by watching movies. As it happens, the Zurich Film Festival was on just now. So I got myself a festival pass and devoted eight days to watching 14 movies. Um, I'm actually not a film addict or anything like that. I just do that once a year. So the reason I want to talk to you about this is that all the psychology that we learn about is completely useless if we don't do something about it and if we don't see the connections that it has to daily life. So I suspect that you probably watch TV and watch movies every once in a while as well. So let's dive into that. It is my hope that by sharing my experiences, you get to hear how concepts from positive psychology come to life. I'm going to borrow the PERMA formula to make sense of it all. PERMA is the acronym that Marty Seligman coined for structuring the elements needed to lead to a flourishing life. However, I found that it can act as a springboard to think just about anything in novel and structured ways. So PERMA stands for Positive emotions, engagement, relationships, meaning, and achievement. First, positive emotions. The cool thing about a tradition is that the positive emotions start way before the event. If you um, celebrate Christmas, I'm sure you remember um, back in the days or hanukkah or whatever it is that you celebrate for that matter when you were a kid you were probably excited days and week maybe even weeks before it happened and and that's actually how i feel when the film festival rolls around so if you plan to do anything that lasts over a couple of days to make yourself feel better happier lead a more meaningful life what, whatever I really advise you to think about anticipation, how can you build in anticipation. So my way of doing that is that 10 days before the festival starts, the program is released and I always grab a copy and go to my favorite coffee shop, get myself a chai and read through every single movie description, it's usually about 140 of them. From start to finish, marking all the movies I want to see. This might sound really banal. But actually, it's really every time a truly memorable and pleasurable occasion that I enjoy very much. And the beautiful thing about being human is that we can enjoy and appreciate really small things like this. By the end, I usually have highlighted between 20 to 30 movies, which unfortunately I can never all see. Um, The broad range of emotions, not just positive ones, as in happy or joyful, um, is actually experienced when you dive into this wide range of movies. Um, Movies sometimes make us sad, but actually this can have positive effects too, and it can broaden our horizon. I consciously made the decision to experience negative emotions such as anger when seeing how big oil companies have failed to learn from the disaster in 2010 and, you know, refuse to compensate the victims fairly, or seeing how... Adults inject heroin in front of underage children in Romania. I mean, that's really disturbing that kind of thing and When we see these people in these dire situation and how they managed to cope like this little toto boy from Romania who grew up with his big sisters and uncles and you know, except one sister really Everybody was doing drugs in front of him and you know they have to scrape money together to find sufficient food and have, you know, all these problems because the police come and frequently raid the place and one after the other, their relatives, they just get, you know, carried off to prison for drug abuse. And, you know, how how did Toto and his sister, his one sister, not the other, manage to keep keep out of trouble, you know? Like, I mean, Toto, he decides to become a hip-hop dancer and he he actually becomes a really good hip-hop dancer. He makes third in some kind of competition in his area. And this is not a Hollywood movie, this is actually documentary. And, you know, the emotions that you go through, some of them are a bit sad, like what I just talked about, but then there are also the other, the usual suspects, you know, the feeling of suspense or amusement or even wonder while you're watching this broad range of movies. If you choose the kind of movies you usually don't watch and make a point of seeing at least 10 of them, it's almost certain that you will go through all kinds of emotional experiences. And if you're the kind of person who usually tries to suppress negativity and avoid unpleasant thoughts and feelings, um, you know, checking out movies like this might actually be a safe space for you to challenge yourself on that front because... Todd Kashtan and Robert Biswas-Diener, they actually made a very convincing case that it is important to experience all kinds of emotions and experiences, not just the pleasant ones, because it makes us more whole as people. It makes us more attuned to the world around us and enables us to feel joy more deeply as well. And I can wholeheartedly agree from what I experienced um, in this film festival. Next up is engagement movies can engage you in many different ways some do this by novelty um by the information they provide for example i saw this movie called the great invincible uh sorry invisible not invincible and that was about the the disaster the oil disaster in 2010 in the um in the gulf of mexico and it really talked about you know from all different kinds of views um Looking at what the workers went through and their relatives, um, especially those who died and how they're trying to live after the fish have just, you know, basically disappeared or just became too poisonous to eat and what these places are doing now. Um, Another example of a movie that was engaging because of its informational value was a movie called The Rise and Rise of Bitcoin. Now, I don't know if you've heard about Bitcoin. It's a digital currency, and it's actually quite complicated. It's something that a really, really anonymous, well, smart and anonymous person um, um, invented, basically. And I still don't 100% get how it works. But that movie also kept me kind of, you know, awake and, and really engaged from start to finish just because it provided the kind of information that I didn't know yet. Um, Another way of engaging people is authenticity and talking about something that's taboo. Um, That movie uh, that I thought about when I said this, um, it's called, well, in German, it's called Zu Ende Leben, which means to live till the end. And it's about a guy who is diagnosed with a brain tumor and it's, um, it's a fatal, you know, something that will eventually be fatal. So he decides to go through and to experience things he's never experienced before. He wants to see the northern lights in Finland. So he goes, he flies there with a friend and he does all these other things. And it's it's really interesting to, to hear him and see him and his story. But it's also interwoven with the points in, of views of all these different people who are Obviously not very famous outside of Switzerland, but they are, you know, semi-well-known here. And it's interesting because we don't talk about death that much. So when people suddenly start to think about it and ask themselves, and some, you know, they didn't think about these things before they were asked to do these interviews. So it was really interesting to see what the subject of death triggered in them. Now, I didn't just watch depressing movies. Um, Some were pretty, you know, one of them which was called Who Am I, was really just your good old thriller where you just, you know, the engagement came from trying to figure out what will happen next. And then, of course, there's this awesome point at the end where you're like, what? <laughs> and, and you kind of try to go back through the whole movie and see how they fooled you. And yeah, it's just, you know, that's also kind of cool. Then there's um, another kind of engagement and that's by how the the camera is used you know the angles that they use and i i mean i've paid attention to this in the past but it was never really that much of an issue until i saw this movie called the Green prince and it's a documentary about the son of a hamas leader um who decided to spy for israel for 10 years and basically just by um showing the the camera view that the the shin bet which is the you know their uh secret their secret organization you you kind of learn how these um secret services operate around the world you know it's not just by the by what they're saying it's it's by how they use the camera and you see how they're watching people from the air and and it's really interesting now why am i telling you this why why is this important um I think the more you understand what engages you, you know, be it novelty, authenticity, suspense, unusual camera work or whatever it is, you can actually look for parallels in your own life. You know, you can think about how can you bring novelty to work if that's something that you appreciate, for example. Can you have more meaningful conversations by talking about movies or stories that really touched you and that might be a taboo in your culture? Can you copy the unusual camera angles you saw when taking pictures on your mobile phone just to make the pictures that you take more interesting, you know? And by the way, if this all sounds too cerebral and brainy for you, don't worry. Our brain has this marvelous ability to let the images, sounds, perspectives, and insights just float around our brain and collide with each other in really interesting ways. So even if you decide to do nothing, Um, These ideas will just float around and, you know, you might suddenly find yourself that you're suddenly telling people richer stories or that you hold a presentation in a different way, perhaps without even realizing where this came from, you know, that you might not even realize that it came from watching all these movies or whatever it is that that you could possibly do as an intervention. The other aspect, the third one of the PERMA formula is relationships. And um, I didn't really, let's put it this way, relationships were not really in the focus of the movies that I saw. However, there was one exception and it was called The Ship of Thesis. They decided to illuminate a very special relationship And it's how eight people in India were connected through the different body parts they had received from the same dead organ donor. Now, what was great about the movie was how it showed me that we are connected through all kinds of things that are usually hidden from us. You know, when we when we talk about relationships, we usually think of our loved ones, friends, work colleagues, um, study buddies. But. We have all kinds of things in common with perfect strangers without even knowing it. Um, Take this podcast. Some of you I know personally and some of you I don't. I, you know, I had no idea like who's listening from Brunei or the Arland Islands, which I have to admit I had no idea existed until now. Maybe you and I have passed each other in the street, you know, in, in Zurich or, or in New York or wherever it is that you are. And we had no idea, you know, we had no idea about this relationship that we have. And, and we it, might have pushed each other aside, you know, or trying to get on the bus or something or smiled at each other. And we will never know that we have this kind of relationship. And, and I think that's, that's, yeah, that's beautiful and powerful. And it's nice to be reminded of that. Meaning was very central, at least to me, um, probably in all movies that I saw. And it was about how did the protagonists create and find meaning in their lives. Um, a bunch of guys and gals, they dis- did so by designing products and building communities around these products through crowdfunding. If you don't know what crowdfunding is, it's basically the idea that you go on a website like kickstarter.com And you just, um, you post a video where you precisely show what your idea is about. And then you define a goal, um, how much money you need to raise to make that project a reality. And it could be anything. It could be um, an album. It can be your own music or your own movie. But it can also be uh, your own art. Uh, It can um, be whatever you want, you know, whatever you like. Um, For example, the last thing, I was involved in on a crowdfunding platform was this um, teenager who figured a way out to clean the oceans of plastic and he was collecting two million to make that happen and um, yeah so crowdfunding is really more about the relationship in the community, it's not just about buying stuff. You actually buy stuff that you have a relationship with, you identify with the story And you, you, in some cases, the fans are actually really involved, like in this movie called Capital C, which was all about crowdfunding. There was this guy who um, developed video games and, you know, I personally don't care too much about them, but they have huge followings. And, and I'm, I imagine that must be really cool if you're, you know, you're finally getting a, a video game that you maybe waited for two years and you know that one of the, characters has you know the clothes on that you kind of suggested or some some weird little thing like that but that's i think that's really cute you know and and it's it's an example of positive spending you know it's it's not just about buying something and throwing it away no it's about creating communities and relationships others found meaning by working towards an ideal of perfection um there was this movie that i saw called ballet 422 Um, It was set in New York. And, you know, it's it's not a world that I, you know, have any understanding of. But you have to appreciate the dedication that these people have. And it's not just the dancers. I mean, I'm sure that if you've ever seen anyone do ballet, you, you probably, you know, you can imagine that it takes, you know, Years, probably you know over a decade to become that good and that flexible and all these things that they need to be, but it's also about the clothes that they make and every light you know the the mo the movements that they make they're actually synchronized with a special light that's supposed to make you feel in a particular way so um you know the guy who orchestrated this, he clearly got meeting meaning out of working towards perfection, you know, his idea of what perfection is. Um, One guy found meaning in his determination to sample experiences, you know, the guy that I talked about before with the brain tumor. And um, yeah, movies can act as a wonderful kind of thermometer, you know, if you are not sure what purpose or meaning you have in life, watching your reactions closely to wide selection of movies could really help. You know, the stuff we truly value and admire, maybe secretly, maybe without even realizing it ourselves, might suddenly become very obvious when we get choked up in an unexpected moment or feel elation while watching someone else's hero's journey. The last part of the PERMA model is achievement. And um, just, it was really interesting how... You know what achievement means to different people. Um, It's you know depending on what kind of circumstances you were born into, it might seem like achievement is a very straightforward thing. It's uh, I don't know you know (laughs) getting a university education maybe or um, getting a good job, making money, having a relationship, that kind of thing. But actually, there there are lots and lots of things which can count as an achievement, and. For one guy, it was moving to the African rainforest and becoming part of the native culture there. Um, For another guy, it was earning over $180,000 on the Kickstarter campaign um, for his artfully designed playing cards. And the other example that I wanted to point out was in The Green Prince, the movie that I talked about with, uh, with the spy, where the biggest success is actually keeping your integrity and, you know, how do you, how do you uphold your values when people around you are being killed and threatened and tortured and all of that? And yeah, that was interesting, you know, and also Toto that I mentioned this, wow, it's a huge achievement that he and his sister did not become drou- drug addicts. Um, Or, you know, I saw this other movie, which was called... Um, Basically, the translation is the democracy is loose. And, you know, it it showed us the politicians we love to hate, at least in Switzerland, where I live. And we vote four times a year on all kinds of issues. So, you know, it's very easy to always bitch about politicians. And I love to do it too, because, you know, some things are really annoying or even, you know, scandalous of what's happening. But it's really easy to forget the dedication you need to, you know, collect signatures for decades in rain or shine and dealing with more rejections than success in the form of blank stares and hostility and everything, you know, and and it just made me really appreciate our politicians, even the ones that I don't like that much in terms of, you know, their their values and the and the kind of, you know, politics they have, but the nice thing was actually because it was a film festival, a couple of politicians were around because it was the world premiere of this movie. And, you know, after seeing that movie, I just went up to two of them. And I was just like, look, I <laughs> I don't necessarily g- agree with the stuff that you do, but this movie just really reminded me of, of how dedicated you are and how you work like 12 hours, 13 hours a day, or maybe even more, you know, during election time to... Um, to keep our country running, so I just you know i it was nice we I could actually just go up there and thank them, and I think it doesn't happen too often, judging from from their um reactions. They were actually pretty you know overjoyed, <laughs> so yeah, that was nice um yeah, so you know movies can be whatever we want them to be, and you know for the most part of the year, I just watch them to relax to unwind, to to have fun. I'm honest, like I'm not watching deep movies for the rest of the year. I just, you know, I study a lot, I work a lot. So I don't, I just don't feel like doing that in the evening. But movies can also be this wonderful springboard for personal um, discovery and seeing the strengths of other people and, you know, broadening our horizons. And so, yeah, I want you to think about what are your favorite movies? What are the strengths of those protagonists? And what are the messages that these movies carry? And why do they resonate with you? And yeah, why don't you th- talk about movies to some other people? Not just did you like it or not, but, you know, discuss them in detail because they're really a nice way to learn about ourselves and others. All right, so this is the end of this podcast. I hope you enjoyed this. It was a little bit different from the interviews and from the initial episodes where I basically just went through the science. But it is my hope that you can, you know, appreciate that it's different. And I hope it's of value to you. All right. So if you would like to check out the trailers of any of the movies I just talked about, um, you can actually go to strengthsphoenix dot com slash seven. Just the number seven. Not you know, don't write seven, just the number seven. Alrighty, so take care and see you soon. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to the Positive Psychology Podcast. We're saying goodbye with Happy Yogurt.